You're gonna pour more. Okay. Yeah, I am. <coughs> I was gonna, <coughs> I was gonna avoid making so much noise. But like, here, here we are. Here we're recording anyway. I was like, well, let's do it, and you were like, wait. <laughs> and I already did it, so we're doing it anyway. We're doing it anyway. Hi, welcome back. We got pizza. We're all good. We're, we got pizza. We're ready to go. Um, we drove a new car. Yeah. 2019. It's nice. It's very nice. It was nice to drive. I love that screen. I know it's a touch screen, big screen. You can look. Anyways, fucking nice. It's a it's a Nissan. Nissan sponsor us. I I want sponsorship. I want money. (laughs) I want things. Um, but yeah, we 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 just posted our new our new things right now. I'm feeling good. Our biggest fan Andrew loves it. Yes, our biggest fan Andrew. Andrew. Is I was gonna say your last name, but I don't know if you want that out there. So, but but you know who you are. <laughs> we know who you are, which is all that matters. We know who you are. Uh huh. You know who you are. Uh huh. Um, you're soon going to be alone. I don't know if you've heard this. I'm no longer working at that museum either, but we appreciate you. We want you to do great. You're doing great. I would great. love him to do great. He does great things. He is a kind person. Oh, he's so kind. <laughs> Okay, let's just go ahead okay. and start. Um, I'm I'm uh, Alden Cruz, and that's Samantha Sexton, and this is Haunting Crimes. Crimes. So we're gonna start with hauntings. Mm-hmm. We always start with hauntings because I'm a wiener, and I love hearing hauntings before I hear crimes. Because and also because we named it haunting and then crimes, so we can do haunting that's first true. and then crimes later. That's true. These are true things. Uh huh. Uh huh. We did it on purpose. Did we? No. No. But here we are. So, welcome. We're going to do some ghosts yes. first. Tell us about the ghosts. Okay, so it's mostly history. Um, I'm talking about the Eastern State Penitentiary, which is in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It is in, like, downtown Pennsylvania, which I didn't realize until I looked was looking it up. Is it still, like, available for people to tour? Yeah. You can tour it. But it's, like, downtown, downtown. Listen, I'm not looking to get shot. I don't... Hey, you won't... I'm not... I also live too far from that. Okay, we do. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Eastern State... Oh, I just drew on myself with my pen. Okay. Um, the Eastern State Penitentiary was built... It's started construction in 1822. Mm-hmm. Long time ago. Long time ago. 1826. We're almost 100 years off. Yes. 1826, Marquis de, de Lafayette... Lafayette. Lafayette, Lafayette. Lafayette, Lafayette. Visits the unfinished uh, building. Why? why? I don't know why. It's okay. He just went to look at things. Same. You're good, good, Lafayette. Yes. And then October 25th, 1829, first inmate Charles Williams is brought into... Again, just one inmate. Yes. One inmate, one cell. One Everyone's cell. like, is he still good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> What's exactly. his name again? Charles Williams. Charles. Good name. Yeah. 1831, first female prisoner. They do not specify her name, which is interesting. It's fine. Yeah. Maybe she's only there for a little bit. Uh, I don't know. Maybe she dies quickly. I don't know. Uh, 1832 was the first escape. Oh. Where he lowers himself from the roof of the front building. They catch him, and then in 1837, he does the same thing. And then they catch him again. (laughs) Well, okay, so the problem is that he can do it. He just can't get away with it. He can't get away with it, no. He just keeps getting caught. I expect better from you. I know. 1842, Charles Dickens 
You know who Charles Dickens is. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. What does he do? Is he, he comes in? to visit the oh, okay, U.S. Okay. No, he's like, not an inmate. <laughs> he visits the U.S. He visits Niagara Falls, and he visits the penitentiary. Mm-hmm. And from his visit, he says the system is rigid, strict, and hopeless solitary, solitary, solitary. Oh. confinement. Mm-hmm. And I believe it to be cruel and wrong. Same, which is true. It is all true. Mm-hmm. Good job, Charles. Yes. 1923, the female prisoners are removed to new prison at Muncie. We dropped a pen. This this microphone is very, very sensitive. You can hear anything that happens. I'm very clumsy right now. That's okay. Um. Anyway, the female prisoners are removed to a new prison at Muncie in 1923. Okay. Um, In the same year, Uh Leo Callahan and five accomplices armed with pistols scaled the east wall after holding up a group of unarmed guards. They escape. Mm-hmm. One of them escapes to Hawaii. They catch him. They catch all five accomplices, but they never recapture Callahan. And with more than 100 inmates escaping mm-hmm. during its 142 years of active mm-hmm. use, Callahan is the only one to have escaped and never been recaptured. I need everyone to think about their grandparents. I need to consider, is your granddad an escaped convict? I want to know where he is for personal reasons. I just, I love him and I want to marry him. Um, um, that was in 1923. He's dead, but I still want to know who he is. I mean, well done. Out of Yeah, good job. Jesus, mm-hmm. you should be proud. Oh, I'm very proud of him. I'm proud of you. Depending on what it was put in Wait, before. yeah. Wait, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Never I don't mind. Remember. I'm going to backtrack real quick. Are, are you are you a rapist? Are you a racist? I don't know. Probably. These are all dependent on whether or not how I feel. Like, do I like you? Hmm. No. These are all dependent on that. Got it. 1926. Two, um, there are now 100, not 100, 1,700 uh, inmates. Uh, in the penitentiary, that was supposed to hold 250. Oh, no. They build cell blocks mm. as they go. Mm. By the time it was abandoned, there were 15 cell blocks. When, did, when was it? When was what? Well, when was it abandoned? It was abandoned in 1970. It had a long life. 172 years. Yeah. 142 years, sorry. Um... Again, we can do math. <laughs> it's written down. <laughs> um, 1929 to 1930, Al Capone mm-hmm. spends eight months there. They refurbished his cell, and there's a desk, light, a bunch of fancy Wait, stuff. Wait, is that the one where they have, like, the, the whole, like, yep. look at... And it said he was gone, he'd gone crazy, and they could hear him yelling and stuff, so maybe he was attacked by some ghosts or something. Hmm, okay. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know either. Anyway, 1933, inmates set fires in their cells and destroy workshops in a riot over insufficient recreational facilities, that sounds overcrowding, familiar. and idleness. I guess that's a trend. It's a trend area. in prisons, yeah. 1934, mm-hmm. another riot over low uh-huh. wages. They short-circuit uh, electrical outlets and start fires. So, I have an idea. You should do that work. 
Uh, you're leaving anyways. I know. I still, they, they have this little thing to vote on, like, can you, should we have, like, to-go items in, like, a refrigerated vending machine? Still fucking voted for it, yeah. Mm, yeah. Anything for my homies. Anything for my homies? Anything for my homies. Mm, my mom so says, any, uh, so my mom says, jotos y jotitos. So that, I'm so sorry if you know Spanish. That means, that means for my gays and my gay little gays. <laughs> so, like, anything for my homies and homitos. So, yeah. I anything. love it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's continue. Um, after all the rights, in 1945, 12 men escaped through a tunnel. Most, all men are caught. But most men are caught within minutes. So what was what was that movie called? Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. What about it? That's, have you seen it? Yeah. Similar. It is similar, yeah. Love it. They filmed a lot of uh, movies at the penitentiary once it was abandoned. I love it. I like that movie. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. Don't watch it if you are sensitive to rape. True. Uh, 1961, the cell blocks are desegregated. What year? 1961. Yeah. So they were segregated until 1961. Okay, continue. Also in 1961, the largest riot begins Uh. when John Clausenberg tricks a guard into opening the cell of another inmate. The inmate and John overtake the guard, open all the other cells... And it's a large riot. Was he fired? Because he sounds like he should be fired. <laughs> should be. Within hours, the police and everybody have it under control. Mm-hmm. So it's nothing like the Missouri Stephen, where they're like, people die, and mm-hmm. like fires are started. Okay. No. Um, 1970, the Eastern State Penitentiary closes for good. Okay. It, that was a lot more short-lived than I was expecting. Well, it's 142 years. I mean, I guess maybe I'm just using the Missouri State Pen as a reference, and that was, like, closed, what, 1991 or something? It was closed in... We use notebooks, and we're super cool because of it. (laughs) We use notebooks. And they look super nice, and they're super cute, and I'll post a picture on our Instagram about it. Sure, we can do that. Ugh. Where did... Oh my goodness. I don't know. There you go. Looks super cute. I'm surprised it doesn't matter. Let's keep going. I can't find it. It's fine. I don't... I don't know. But it was built after the Eastern State Penitentiary. It was built after? Yeah. So it was like shorter lived. It 100% because it hasn't been like 170 whatever years. So it was just built twenty years after. Yeah, the pen- it's still it's close. It's still shorter lived. Yeah. So this lasted a lot longer. Yeah, it closed in eighteen in nineteen seventy. Eighteen seventy. Yeah. Um, and then in nineteen eighty eight, the first tours began. Eighteen eighty eight. That's 18, really soon. Yeah, in nineteen eighty eight, during their first tours, they'd have to wear hard hats, sign uh, liability waivers, and everything before they could go into it, and they it was don't very know. secluded. No, they have reconstructed. They haven't reconstructed it, but they've constructed up things to make sure the walls and everything the is... Class. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, in total, um, 80,000 plus inmates went through there mm-hmm. within the 142 years. 
More than a thousand deaths are documented, over 50 suicides, and 12 murders. And in total, there are 15 subblocks when there were originally just supposed to be seven subblocks. That's a lot. That sounds much more jam packed than the Missouri state. Yes, that's what it seems like for sure. Um, so, ghosts. So, they. It's a popular place to go for, like, ghost adventures and everything, mm-hmm. and Ghost Adventures has a great episode about it. Have um, you seen it? Yeah. I've seen it. It's great. Wait, Wait you lived in Pennsylvania. Did I you did. ever go? No. I didn't realize it existed. <laughs> yes. Until afterwards. And I was like, no, because I could have gone and visited mm-hmm. it. Um, but for ghosts, people hear someone crying in extreme pain, like they're being tortured. Same. My house. <laughs> um, people see orbs of streaks or light, disembodied sounds of someone walking, someone mm-hmm. tapping on shoulders, loud sadistic laughter. Third floor of one of the cell blocks, the cell's doors open and slam shut. Mm-hmm. Cell doors, handles jiggle, and everything else. So the whole shebang. Whole shebang. Whole shebang. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. And I mean, there's a lot, it's very haunted in, like, little things and stuff. Yeah, so, like, little things move and little things, like, so if you stay the night, you probably won't be freaked out by the end. Yeah. It's not like we're Missouri State Penitentiary where, like, something big might happen. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure a lot of small things, but this is mostly, like, a lot of small things that end up being a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, good job. But it's still being toured today, and you can still visit it. I would go if it weren't for so far away. It is pretty far away. For us. But you guys should go. If you're able to, I would suggest going, even though I haven't been. I'd say it's very cool. It is, yeah. in, like, in the heart of downtown. So, like, let us know. If you do, go visit. I want to know. Tell us if you got tapped on the shoulder or heard somebody crying out in torture or something. Yes. Because that would be wonderful. Mm-hmm. Good job. Thanks. Okay, let's get on to murder. Murder. <laughs> murder. So, if you follow us on Instagram, you would have seen the little post of, like, let's stop giving serial killers cool names. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we need to stop giving serial killers cool names, like the Night Stalker, the Green River Killer. I'm doing the Gr- Green River Killer, by the way. We should move the mystique. You should remove the mystique, make it sound less appealing than micro penis maniac Bobby Dipshit the Stupid Murderer. Mm-hmm. So I'll be doing the Green River Killer, Gary Ridgeway. Which, by the way, he is the second most prolific killer in the United States according to his murder count. He's killed really? Uh huh. The first one is Samuel Little with 61. Huh. Gary Ridgeway is number two with 49. Like, confirmed. Confirmed. Got it. Like, convicted. Mm-hmm. Originally, he was convicted for 48, but he went with a plea deal to avoid um, the death penalty. So he was like, he gave away some um, unknown victims. Mm-hmm. He, he told them where their bodies were and stuff. So then he was convicted for 49, mm-hmm. but he the death penalty was off the table. Got it. So... His primary um, targets were teenage girls and women in Washington between the 80s and 90s. Which, by the way, he was married mm. <laughs> in the 80s and 90s uh, to Judith Lorraine Lynch or Monson. 
Um, and she, she, and I quote, saved lives mm. by doing whatever he said. Wow. So his death kill did go down after he married her, and he was like, it's true love. And she was like, I did whatever you said, and I saved lives. Uh-huh. And I was like, you're just an abusive guy. You're abusive, and your wife did whatever you wanted to to avoid your abuse, and that's why you didn't kill anyone else. It's still fucked up what you did. Yeah. <laughs> it's not true love. Mm-hmm. He's a psychopath. So no, he's in his life without parole in the Washington Wallala or Walla Walla prison. Okay. It's, it's actually Washington State Pen. Got it. Mm-hmm. So, it started in 1982, and his activity is primarily between 1982 and 1998. Sorry. Uh, he was apprehended on November 30th, 2001. So, like... Got it. Pretty... Yeah. Recent. Pretty recently. He was connected to it by um, DNA evidence to, like, four victims. Um... So, 1980, so he, his M.O., his modus operandi, was he strangled, usually he strangled by hand, but then he escalated to ligatures. Um, he would dump the bodies in forested, overgrown areas um, in Kings County, Washington, often returning to the sites to uh, sexually abuse the, the bodies. Mm-hmm. He, he was arrested in 2001 when he was leaving his work in uh, Kentworth's truck factory or whatever mm. um, in Renton, Washington. His DNA connected him. And he disclosed, he's disclosed the location of missing woman to avoid the death penalty. So his early, early life was he was a middle child in, like, Utah. In a very religious family. So, and then he... Was he Mormon? Because Utah... It did not specify if he was Mormon. Okay. But that's what I thought, too. <laughs> but he, Sorry to anyone who is living in Utah and is not Mormon. Sorry to anyone who is Mormon. And that as well. <laughs> so he, um... His family and friends from his childhood described his mom as domineering. And his dad complained about sex workers. Mm. Which happened to be his demographic. Complained about the sex workers? Yeah, he was like, there's a lot of sex workers out in the back. He's a bus driver, so he saw uh, a lot. Okay. So, and he wasn't picking them up. Well, like he was. Not him, up. but Gary sure was. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. So Gary was had like a love-hate relationship with them where he's like, oh, there's a lot of sex workers out in the back. That's so them. demoral. But then he still used them. Yeah. Like a little bitch. So. All murderers are little bitch. This is why... I'll get into it later. <laughs> so, little Gary Ridgeway wet the bed until he was 13 years old. And, That's a bad red, uh-huh, red flag for a serial killer. Did you see, this is off topic. Well, Go kind ahead. of. I love it. Go ahead. I love it already. Go it's ahead. It's about true crime. Uh-huh. Did you see that there's a Mindhunter season two trailer? I have not. Have you seen Mindhunter? Mindhunter. I need a refresher. It's where two FBI agents go around talking to, like, criminals, like Ed Kemper. Oh, I have not seen it. Oh, my God. You need to see it. Okay. I would right now, but If anybody listening has not seen it either, fucking watch Mindhunter if you're into true crime and murders. There's going to be season two. The guy who plays Ed Kemper is insane. Oh. Like, insanely good. Yeah, I figured. I figured it wasn't going to be like... He's not insane. 
Maybe because he's insanely good at being mm-hmm. Ned Kemper, but he's you like know. he's a little too good. He's a little, too, yeah, mm-hmm. a little too good. But apparently Charles Manson's supposed to be in the second season. Have so. you seen <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No, I haven't. <laughs> it's so good. It's Is so it? wholesome. Can I spoil it? No, because okay. we have people uh, listening. <laughs> it's so good. I need. We every- can't spoil it for people listening. I'll, it's so good. I need everyone to go watch it. It's wholesome. It's heartwarming. I don't have money to go see a movie. Okay. <laughs> it's so good. I need everyone who can to go watch it. I want to talk about it. I want to scream about it. It's okay. so good. I'll let you know when I see it and then we can talk you about You know it. Alex? The guy, Ephraim's cousin? No. <laughs> Who was like who who's dating a woman named Susanna and who I'll tell you about it later. Okay. But um he is <laughs> he watched it and he was like, It's not as good as the other as the other um Guillermo wait, is it Del Toro? Yep. Yeah, the other Del Toro movies, but it's still good. And I'm like, fuck you, Alex, oh fuck you. It's still so good. Okay. Just because it doesn't involve as much heinous murder doesn't mean it's not good. It's still good. It's still good even if it doesn't involve murder. It still involves murder. Oh, it does? It does. It's a good murder, but like... Great. Uh-huh. Okay, I was wondering where it tied in with the podcast, but it all makes sense. Uh-huh. Murder, murder, murder. Everyone knows what the Manson family did. Yeah. Hollywood. Uh, is it about that? Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know it was about that. It's so good. It's if so I knew good. it was about that, I would. Okay. Everyone go watch it. I need to go watch um, it. Andrew Robert, please go watch it. This is the only one I know, only ones I know who watch it for sure. Tim, if you're watching this, watch it. Watch it right now. Go with Laura. Go with Chris. I don't know. Take me, Tim. We <laughs> Take Samantha. We haven't hung out since I've left. Yeah. You haven't you... reached out to me, Tim. Tim, come on. And neither have I reached out to you because I'm mad that you haven't reached out to me. We're going to go over that later afterwards as our private psych, psych therapy session. Tim. Tim. we were twins. Yeah, 100%. You guys are we were twins. twins. Or father. We're going to, yeah, father-son bonding. We're going to continue <laughs> with this, and then we'll go over your trauma later. Great. <laughs> Where were we? <laughs> so he was arrested, blah, blah, blah. Early, he hated his mom. He had, like, a love-hate relationship with his mom. So did his So did everyone else. But <laughs> he was, like, he apparently confessed to be feeling sexually attracted to his mom. Ooh. But wanting to kill her. Ooh. Mm, that's not good. Fucking weird. Like, cause okay, so his I guess his excuse was like whenever he would wet the bed, even to the age of thirteen, his mom would wash him there uh, afterwards. So I can sort of see why he developed like a sexual attraction to him, but I at the same time, so. go see a therapist, please. <laughs> go see a therapist before you start murdering sex workers. Just go see a therapist in general. Yeah, honestly. Everyone, even if you think, like, I'm well adjusted, go see, go see a therapist. I need to start seeing mine again. I need, I... I want to find a new one, actually. I need to find a new one, too. Because I've kind of gotten tired of mine. <laughs> and that's okay. I, I need to see a therapist. I need to talk to, to them. I'm going to say it. I need to talk to her. I don't do well with male therapists. Because the moment they bring up my father, 
Mm. Which is fair, because mm-hmm. that is the stem of most of my problems. Yes. I will still get mad. Yeah. <laughs> Don't that talk makes about sense. my father. I will fight you. That makes sense. Um, I don't know, I've only had one therapist, so I don't know. I had a few. All the women Shop around. Yeah, shop around. You'll find a good therapist. If you don't find a good therapist at first, it's not anyone's fault. It just means you should keep looking. There will be one out there for you. Mm-hmm. Keep looking. I'm going to keep looking. Keep looking. Anyway. So, <laughs> it's so off topic. He, no, I don't think it's off topic. If it helps someone That's avoid true. being a murderer... Go talk to a therapist. True. So. Or if it helps the depression. Uh huh. If it helps the depression, yeah. talk to a therapist. Um. So he confessed to feeling sexually attracted to his mom, but wanting to kill her. So at 16 years old, little Gary Ridgway attacked and stabbed a six-year-old boy through the ribs and into his liver. Oh my god. But the boy survived. Oh, thank God. Uh huh. And at that age, he was like. He had an IQ of the low 80s, so he was not smart. Mm. So, then he joined the Navy and went to Vietnam, where he had sex with sex workers. But he also married a woman. That Her marriage ended after about a year, because both of them were cheating with each other. Mm -hmm. During his second marriage, he became... Very religious, like a lot. Like, he'd go door to door being like, have you heard about our Lord and Savior Jesus mm-hmm. Christ? I hate those <laughs> I know, fuck you. Murderer. <laughs> All, right off the bat. All of you fucking killers. So, but he still solicited sex workers during this time. So he was, like, super religious, but he's still, like, <laughs> he's trying to bang. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just trying to bang, that's all. He also encouraged his wife. To have sex with him in public. And his wife Mm. is like, that's fucking weird. That is fucking Mm -hmm. weird. So according to him, according to his ex-wives and all his ex-girlfriends, he had an insatiable sexual appetite. That is no excuse. (laughs) That is no excuse. I don't give a fuck. Go buy a sex doll or like Mm -hmm. a pocket pussy. Go do that. (laughs) I don't fucking care. I've given one as a gift. (laughs) I did. When I was living in my house what? full of 16 people, we have Secret Santa. Uh-huh. Well, we had this guy, we called Ho, the Ho, Josh the Ho. Okay. He had a lot of female guests. Mm-hmm. He was a nice guy. Yeah. He still had a lot of female guests. Mm-hmm. Um, I was friends with a few of the ones that he would invite over. So I was, I became friends with them because they would hang out and I'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. girlfriend. And I'd like become friends and then he'd be like, Psych, and yeah. I wouldn't be able to talk to him anymore, so I gave him a pocket pussy so that he would stop <laughs> fucking cool girls so that we could have them in my house. <laughs> oh my god. I also gave him um, a romper, or a romp him. He loved it. I Shout out Josh. I have a men's romper, and I love it. They're so cute. My romper is a men's, and it's the best thing, because one, it has pockets. Two, it's a zipper. Uh-huh. So it's you're so like, easy. You're done. Zip it. Also, shorts, men's. Look at how big these pockets are. I know. I've been, like, going to men's. Walmart. Walmart. Walmart cheap. Look, and these are cute. They have little flamingos on them. I need to go to Walmart and shop. Dude, they have lounge shorts. Men's (gasps) lounge shorts that have pockets and are the comfiest. I love them. I can get away with them now because I won't have someone inspecting my outfit. No. Mm -hmm. I'm just wearing them because they're comfortable. 
I love pockets. Because I don't carry a purse or anything. I don't either. I just shove things in my pockets and I need pockets and these have huge pockets. I want them. I want them so much. Like we went to Silver Dollar City, I could put my phone in my pocket without worrying that it was going to fall out. Alright. That is the problem with all women's clothing. Exactly. The po- they, You will lose everything you own. Exactly. I mean, we still put stuff in my backpack mm-hmm. and like on other big rides. Stuff. Also, we saw an 80s tribute band at Silver Dollar City called Members Only. We're fucking fantastic. Like Wait, aren't great. they coming here? Yes, they're going to Georgia's. You should come. I'm for sure gonna go. I'm gonna look it up because I saw that and I was like, members only, as in George's Majestic's members only, because I don't know what that is. No, the band's name is members okay, only. Okay, we'll have to listen to some afterwards. Um, let's get back on track <laughs> before they, we lose all our listeners. The um, last one was short, so we're making up for it. Yeah, we're making up for it. Sorry for the last one being short. We just knew what we were talking about for once. Um... <laughs> So, and we weren't getting so distracted. Mm-hmm. Somehow. Like, we, yeah, we, we stayed. I definitely was still drinking then. Um, you were. I was. Whatever. So. Now that we've had food also. We were just trying to get to the pizza. Yeah, I think we're rushing to get to the food. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Finish so, uh, he would, blah, 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 he would, uh, simple sex, love, hate, with sex workers. Let's get down to murder. <laughs> Oh, the murder part. Sis murders. So he killed so many, according to him, that he lost count. Ooh. Gary, I hate you. So Pacific, he, his main hunting ground was Pacific Highway South. I don't know what that is, but I'm assuming anyone in Washington knows what it is. I think, I'm assuming it's a highway. I would assume so. He would leave his victims in clusters, which I wrote down because I thought that was a huge giveaway on how the police did not give a fuck about, like, sex workers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he chose people who, in his mind, would not be missed. So he chose not only sex workers, but people like young sex workers who were like runaways. Mm. And he would use pictures of his son to sort of like gain their trust, to be like, "Look at my son. I'm not gonna kill you because I have mm-hmm. a son." Be like, "Oh, it's a cute boy." And then he would rape them and then strangle them. Oof. In that order, he eventually started using ligatures. Mm-hmm. To protect his hands. Because uh, people would fight back yeah. to try and not die. Well, yes, I would fight back as well. Mm-hmm. So he would leave them in clusters, and sometimes he'd be, he'd leave them posed, but he, he would always leave them nude. He said, according to one of his little confessions, he said that he didn't find necrophilia more satisfying, but it reduced his need for a living victim. And hence reduced his chances of getting caught. So he literally did not give a single fuck about any of his victims. All he cared about... It was not getting caught. Was not getting caught. Which is why... If a man talks negatively about a sex worker, it's a red flag. Because they are dehumanizing them already. So if they die, they don't give a fuck. Well, They're yeah. not real people to them. Like... It's... So if your boyfriend is like, well, there is a prostitute, like, break up with him because he could very well be a murderer. And even if he isn't, it just means that he does not respect human life. Not especially women's life. Especially women's life. It means that he is so easily ready to discount a woman's life if mm-hmm. they don't meet his standard. Yeah. Break up with him. So, <laughs> so just most break of, up with all men. Please. Break up with all men. Just break up with them. Mm-hmm. 
Um, <laughs> most victims weren't found until they were, like, skeletonized. Oh, my God. So, three of them are still unidentified, which has made it so difficult to find, like, DNA and everything. Yeah. That makes sense. Not to mention, Gary Ridgway, even though he had an IQ of 80, he would still drop trash around the bodies to contaminate the scenes. Hmm. So, he would grab trash from, like, a specific home drop off notes and trash and gum from someone else to make it harder for them to pinpoint what belonged to who. So he knew what he was doing was wrong. He knew mm-hmm. how to cover it mm-hmm. up and to cover it up in general. Mm-hmm. Even though he had a low IQ, yes. it doesn't make him insane. He's still a piece He's of shit. fully capable of knowing what's right and wrong. Though. Exactly. So, he... He would kill in his truck, his home, and secluded areas. And actually, his wife, his third wife, who was married to him for a few, for like I think three of the murders, because he she saved lives. So she, only three people were murdered oh, while she was married. Only three people. Mm-hmm. She was like, How yeah. Generous. When I was dating him, he didn't have any carpet, so that was weird. And they were like, yeah, because he rolled up his victims in his carpet, you fucking idiot. Oh my god. So if you see your boyfriend doesn't have any carpet in his apartment. Red flag. Red flag. He's probably rolling up dead bodies. Like, honestly, I don't give a fuck if he's like, well, the apartment came this way. Break up with him. Like, you don't, you can do so much better than having this sketchy ass motherfucker telling you he, he just doesn't have any carpet. Fucking break up with him. You can do better. Don't date a guy with no carpet. That's fucking weird. If he has, like, just cement ground... Oh, no. Fucking weird. Break up with him. If he has hardwood floor, that's, that's acceptable. Lament floor? Normal-ish. You're still weird. Break up with him, probably, because, like, that's some low-quality bullshit. <laughs> but, like, if it's just, like... He clearly removed the carpet from his home... He is probably going to kill you or some other woman. Or has already done so. Or has already done so. And she's in the back of his truck. Mm-hmm. If he drives a truck, break up with him. So, he actually... Did I step on your foot? You did step on I'm your so foot. I'm so sorry. It's fine. I, like, looked down and I was like, I don't see a foot anymore. <laughs> no, I moved it. I was like, no. So, <laughs> so, in the early 80s, after, like, four of his victims were found in the Green River... They can. They made the Green River Task Force to mm-hmm. find him, and they actually consulted Ted Bundy. He was actually yeah. like right. He like yeah. they consulted him. They like flew down to like Florida to talk to him, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Listen, he's probably fucking his dead bodies. If you find a fresh dead body, go look. Go like stake it out, and you probably will catch him because you'll yeah. come back to it." But none of the bodies he were able to find were fresh because. They didn't weren't looking. Yeah. And actually, I think I remember the the task force like dwindled down like a lot towards the end, because they're like we're never gonna find them. Like sex workers aren't that important. Like mm-hmm. don't worry about it. <laughs> but yeah, Ted Bundy actually was gave good advice. He he did. I remember hearing about that. Mm-hmm. So Ridgeway was actually arrested for soliciting sex workers in 1982 and 2001. And he became a suspect in 83, but passed a polygraph test, which which are bullshit, which are bullshit. They're not admissible in court. And also, if you ever need to pass a a polygraph test, I'm going to tell you, put a rock in your shoe. 
if you put a rock in your shoe and use it as like sort of a stabilizer, your polygraph test will come out positive. Why? It sort of controls your heartbeat. Oh. Uh-huh. The polygraph test focuses on your breathing and heartbeat. Yeah. The rock in your shoe helps. So they're bullshit. They're, they're easy to pass. <laughs> I just need a rock. Uh huh. Just use a fucking rock. Put it in your sock. Don't put it in your shoe. Because if the if they ask you to take off your shoe, mm-hmm. then they're going to find it. And then you're going to be like, why the fuck are you having this in here? And you're going to look real guilty. So, anyway. So, you passed the polygraph test. DNA test still taken in 87. So, in 87, they took, like, a mouth swap. And then they, that's how they were able to d- connect him to the four victims. Mm, okay. His kill rate did go down after this, his third marriage. So, she was like, I saved... I saved lives. And it's like, it's literally only three lives. Judith. Like, fuck you. Judith? That's her name? Her name is Judith Lorraine Uh, Monson, I think, at this point. Or Lynch. So, like, Judith. Judith. Go die. I don't understand. How did this happen? Like, did you not notice he was, she was like, he left her work early sometimes, but, like, I didn't notice and. This is, if anyone, if any man asks you to be a faithful wife, that's bull, that's like bullshit. <laughs> They're going to murder some woman, and you're going to be complicit in that. Even if you don't know about it, no one's going to trust you afterwards, because you're like, well, he was my husband, so he, I trusted him. Mm-hmm. Don't trust him. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. But yeah, that's, that's Gary Ridgeway. He's the Green River Killer. He is number two in the U.S., only after Samuel Little. Wow. Mm-hmm. He actually confessed to killing 71 people. But they only linked him to 40? Yeah, they only were able to legally link him to 49. Oh, 49. Think about that. Wow. Most people, like, most murderers confess to, like, hundreds. Yeah, that's true. And they're only able to link them to 10. Like, bodies. Link them... Physically, bodies and confession to, like, ten out mm-hmm. of the hundred they kill. But there are also, like, a lot of killers around that area. There are. But he... So, he can, it could have been just he, him. It could have been just him. He confessed to all of them. He originally was going to be convicted to 48, but he confessed to 71, and they were able to find and recover the bodies to 49. I believe there's probably more. There are 100% probably more. So, yeah, and if you look at him, he looks like a little massy little bitch. And yeah, I hate he does. Him. He, he does. does. I, at first, when I first signed up for this one, I thought he was the um, Shawcross or whatever, killer in New York, and that oh. guy was fucked up. But he was, he only had, like, five to seven victims. Mm. This guy has 49. Mm-hmm. God. A lot of victims. A lot of victims. Yep. Huge piece of shit. He big piece of shit. I hate him. And you should too. But that way everyone, <laughs> everyone should. Um he has a son. I'm sorry if you're his son. Oof. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. But next week, come join us for the Enfield Poltergeist and, and Dean the Coral. and Dean Coral, the Candyman. Yeah. It's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a good one. I mean, they're all good ones. They're all I good like ones. They're think. all great. <laughs> they're all great because we did them. But yep. if you want to hear about Texas and England, come listen next week. Yep. And then the week after that is my full episode. It's it's Sam's full episode, which episode is, 10. Episode 10, which is going to be about Ed Gein. 
Mm-hmm. Or Ed Gein, which is Ed how Gein. it's supposed to be. We're going to say Ed Gein because... That's how it's supposed to be. It's how it's supposed to be. And Ed Gein is so... Because <laughs> we called Stephanie. Stephanie. Stephanie, Stephanie is a little <laughs> bitch and I hate her. Ed Gein is a little bitch. I hate her too. Anyway. But yeah. Good job. You. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yes, thank you. did a good listening. job today. Um, shout out to the same three people we always shout out. <laughs> yes. uh-huh. Andrew, hey. Robert, Tam. That's all. Yeah. My mom, if she starts listening. Sharon, if you start listening. <laughs> My mom wants to start listening. Please tell her to. I told Samantha to listen to our re- more recent ones because our first ones were like us getting our feet wet and uh, being all yeah. like I mean, awkward. But thank you to everyone who listens. Yeah, really. We appreciate thank you. it. And if you're just here because we posted them on Instagram and you really like our stuff, like, please give us a follow. Yeah. And, like, let us know we're reaching out to people because I love talking. Yeah. <laughs> let us know if you have somebody that you want us to cover, a haunting that you want us to cover, mm-hmm. um, anything small, something big. Any critiques will only be accepted through direct messages. Yeah. If they are left in a comment, I will delete you and block you. <laughs> That's true. I, I need them to be private messages. Yeah. And also, Otherwise, my feelings will get hurt. Yes. Other than Instagram, we've got our Facebook now. That's fuller mm-hmm. up and running. Up and running. And Twitter is still there. I don't really post on there because I'm just never on there. Twitter is, like, dead. Twitter's dead. Um, it has been. It has been. So... Facebook. Since, like, 2012, it's been well, it dead. So. so Facebook and Instagram. Once we post something on Instagram, it goes directly to Facebook as well. Mm-hmm. So you can give it a like on Facebook and yeah. Instagram. And, and again, you can contact, contact we, us on either one. Yes, and again, we filmed this a week early, so we will forget that you. this is new. We so will forget. If you, if you like, like it and, like, share it, we're going to be very excited because we forgot about it. Yeah. But I gotta remember to post it. I, I will try and remind you. I will set a calendar reminder in my phone. So, so we're, we'll do our very, very best to do this on time. Yes. And we'll try to get a schedule out and figure it out for our new jobs coming up. Mm-hmm. So that it can be weekly, like always. Mm-hmm. Because we like it to be weekly. Yeah, it's like a nice little stabilizer to my life. Yeah, it's something that always happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not always, but... Something that I can look forward it's to. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's pretty consistent um, in relation to everything else going on. So, yeah. yeah. That's very true. It's fun. This isn't going to stop. So, if you're afraid, don't be. Because we promise we're going to keep it up. And if we don't, we'll let you know. If we don't, give us a hard time. Yeah, like literally call us out. And be like, hey, we haven't seen something. Oh, shit. Yeah, honestly, well, trust me, I will remember, but, like, if you make me, shame me. Mm-hmm. Like Davis said, the only true life lessons in life are shame and pain. True. Shame me. Otherwise, I will forget. Shame us into posting. Mm-hmm. We will post for you. Also, I got two new tattoos. Yeah, you did. So it's fun. I'm having mm-hmm. a fun time. They hurt it. Um, yeah, you got one by your wrist. I That's did. Very I got one technically on my hand. It, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I just got my three tattoos. Yeah. 
Oh God, I my mom Stop says. Stop picking on it. I'm rubbing off the top ink thing that's like no. it came off as this. It's it's this. Yeah, but you don't this. pick at it. No, it's it's not connected to my skin at all. Oh, that part. Well, you were like getting off. No, I'm not now. Okay. We're good. Anyways, thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. Bye.